Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. This is Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. We're going to take a little detour from our path down our uh, psychosocial development series um, in which we're looking at uh, Erickson's psychosocial development stages and how that uh, is affecting youth development. Because uh, I'm handing this show off today to uh, a good friend of mine, Heim Goldman, who is going to actually interview me on my own show. And so... You're going to find out here very shortly what that's about, but uh, I think it'll be fun. I think you guys will enjoy it, and uh, it's going to be a different experience for you guys that listen to the show on a regular basis, and I'm excited to, uh, to have my friend Heim Goldman sitting here with me. We're going to take a brief time out when we come back. I'm going to pass off the show to Heim. Full Armor Sports Teams has a new facility for after-school youth programs. It's located at 2380 Montebello near North Academy and Union with two pools for swim lessons and swim teams, a weight room for powerlifting, conditioning, and more. Full Armor Sports Teams is a Christ-centered and family-oriented organization bringing the youth of Colorado Springs together. For more info on after-school and homeschool programs, go to fullarmorsportsteams.com or call 719-629-SWIM. Welcome back to Faith, Family, and Fitness. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and I'm sitting across from Jason Lupo because he invited me to be the co-host or the host of today's program because he has a big announcement for you all. He came to me a few weeks ago. He said, I'm planning to do something, and now's the time. So, Jason, with no further ado, what is the big announcement for the Pikes Peak region? Well, Chaim, I am uh, announcing my candidacy for uh, state legislator for House District 20 no here way. in El Paso. No way. Really? Yep. It's it's going to be a blast. It's a, <laughs> it's exciting to be doing this show on the opposite you're side cra- of the show. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're getting into this. You're going to you you want to go up to the state house and and deal with, I assume you're running as a as a Republican. Uh, yes. 100%. Okay, you you know what it's like going up there. Oh yeah. I mean right now they're dealing with the, you know, they have a, a super minority up there. It's a battle every day. Yes. Okay, yes, it but is. you're putting on your full armor. Is that what you're saying? Putting on the full go? armor of God and uh, we're fighting for the families in this uh, in this great county. Okay, well thank you for doing that. And what it, what is this district? What's the area of this district? So it's kind of the north side of Colorado Springs uh, monument extending into Black Forest. Okay, cool. So the good people up there are going to get a chance. There you hopefully go. Hopefully to oh, you got to go through through assembly. Yep, going yep. through assembly. Assembly. So you're going to submit to the assembly process. Submitting to the assembly okay. process. Well, that's really cool because that 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 alone, that's how our government is supposed to work here. For thank you for doing that to get to the primaries, to then get to the general assembly. So this is this is a long road. It is a long road. It's a it's a it's a big commitment. Okay, so why are you doing this? Well, I'm doing it because uh, you know, number one, I've I've worked with youth and families for years and years and years. And I feel like we need to make sure, especially through the COVID pandemic, that our families, our children, our education system, our health care, parental rights, um, the rights for us to make medical decisions for ourselves is preserved in this state and in this county. And we've seen, you know, where you give them an inch, they take a mile over and over and over to the point that parents are losing rights. The kids really don't have the education that they deserve. 
um, Christian businesses don't have the ability to function the way that, uh, you know, with the freedom that they they need to have to operate and to stay true to themselves and their faith and their beliefs. And so I'm running to protect the great people of this county uh, and their freedoms. How long have you been thinking about doing this? Oh, it's been like a year. <laughs> it's been like a year. It's actually probably been longer than that um, in considering, you know, what office to run for, whether or not this is the right time, whether or not this is uh, God's timing for, for me to run. And I think it is. I think everything aligns, and I think this is the the right move. I think this is the right opportunity in this time, in this place, um, to fight and continue to fight and do what we've been doing for our families for the last 10 years. Okay. Now, uh, I'm sorry, because I'm the church voter guides guy, so I'm supposed to know this, but who's currently representing this district? So it's Don Wilson, but uh, he is he's not. He's term limited. Re- no, it's no? not. Um, he's running for a different seat, so he is not. Okay. Uh, he's not going to continue to run for. Okay, so you're not running against any. There's no one. Won't be an incumbent officially is, in this race. There is no incumbent. Okay, and um, do you know anybody else that that is planning to run at this point? Yeah, um, there's uh, one other that's announced. Okay. You're not going to go nameless at this point. This is your no, announcement. This is, no, let's, uh, <laughs> this, is, let's, this is your announcement. We'll stay away from there that. There you go. We'll get, we'll get to that at a future time when I have you on my show. Because, of course, when we get closer to the elections, we'll be bringing the candidates on. 100%. Uh, onto that, onto the peak. So so um, let's go through, talk about you, your basic platforms. I guess a lot of this happened to you trying to run a business through covid uh, was very, very challenging. So a lot of the issues that you already mentioned, you know, are things that you faced uh, here as far as how things were handled in the state. But w- what are the main platforms that you're planning to run on? Well, you know, and a, a lot of this has been well before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic as well. Um, obviously, you know, I own Full Armor Swim and Sports Teams. We are an outright, um, proud to say it, Christian business, Christian youth sports program. There's not many programs like it around the country that that's similar to ours. Um, and we've seen in this state, especially that Christian businesses are just being attacked left and right, um, trying to be targeted to essentially get rid of them. And many of those cases have made it all the way up to the Supreme court. I mean, the amount of, uh, uh, this, this battle between religious freedom and this idea of discrimination in this state is has come to a head multiple times, and all those cases have made it up to the Supreme Court and um, have ultimately, to this point, ruled in favor of religious freedom. Um, but there's some nuances to it, and businesses like mine aren't necessarily covered in those nuances. So there's still an attack that's going on against Christian businesses. Um, there's attack against our, our kids, our parents, parental rights, especially in the state, um, you know, Right now in the state house, they're they're trying to pass a bill to use state funds to essentially uh, interview and find out how many doctors are willing to provide uh, gender affirming care to youth in the state. And that's our tax dollars hard at work trying to find out, you know, essentially which doctors the state's going to eventually discriminate against. Um, All of these small little bills that seem so minute are Trojan horses to all of a sudden tear down the liberties that that families have, that these doctors have, that these businesses have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't align with the woke left, you're going to be removed. So what, what are some other things? I mean, I got, well, I got education, parental rights, medical freedom, and uh, pro-life. 
pro-life. I know that you're a big pro-life advocate. Big pro-life guy. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, the human life is so precious and it, and it begins at conception, you know, and, and we have to stand firm with that, especially as Christians, especially if, uh, if we're going to, uh, continue to fight for our kids. And if that's my platform running on fighting for our families and youth, we, we have to first define where, you know, what, what defines a kid, what defines youth, what defines family, uh, what defines those traditional family values and family roles. Um, and, and that's, we just have to say it, say it outright and clear that life begins at conception. Okay. Well, what are some of, let's go back up to education. Let's go back up to the top of the list there that you had mentioned. Um, what are, what are your platforms? What are things that you think that you can affect at the state house level in education here? So I, I think the biggest thing right now is accountability. I think accountability is number one in terms of district spending. Um, you know, we hear all the time that we have the teachers that are crying that they're not getting paid enough. But if you look at the percentages and the breakdown of where money is going within these schools and within the education system, there's a lot of money that never sees the classroom. There's a lot of money being wrapped up in, in uh, you know, the administrative costs and in buildings that don't get used to service children. And I, you know, there's plenty of buildings that are owned by these school districts that hardly service any schools or any students. And so why are we spending money in areas that don't actually affect a child's education when all of that money could be put into the classroom, we could potentially pay teachers more um, and the students can be better served because they're not being served from an administrative building. They're being served in the classroom. Okay. Next and tied into that is parental rights and in schools and everywhere. I know that in your business, you deal with youth all the time. So what have you been seeing? What have you been hearing from parents that you want to represent that up at the state house? I mean, I think that there's a lot of uh, bills that throughout the last couple of years have been put forth that allow children to start getting vaccines on their own without their parents' permission. Um, you know, youth being able to receive abortions without parents being notified. Um, all of those ideas where uh, schools don't have to tell parents that their kid identifies as another gender uh, all this uh, mental health stuff, the mental health questionnaires that are um, going to be asked of students and essentially not allowing parents to fully opt their children out of that and not really knowing what's going on within these schools. But then there's also the the fact that those parents that have woken up to the fact that all of this is going on within our school system and have chosen to remove their kids from the public school system, making sure that they have the full 100% right to control their children's education however they see fit. And that's a, that's a huge component of that parental right area too, is that now they are stripping parental rights within this public school system and the parents that are pulling them out, the government still wants a portion of those parental rights, wants control, and wants to know what's going on in the, the lives of these kids. And, and I don't feel like that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the medical freedoms is a big deal. Years ago during COVID, when so much of this was going down, you and I had had lots of conversations about this, going down to the county commissioners and asking them to change things up with the health department. So so going to that, you know, why is that so important, not just for us as individuals, but for how businesses were treated and 
and things like that and, and down to the children also. I think it's really simple, right? We all can make informed choice. Informed choice is, uh, you know, essentially what our rights start and begin with. The fact that we can view the the data, the information, the research that's available and make a decision for ourselves about what is right for our own health. And we have to preserve that right. So if, if somebody doesn't want to wear a mask, if somebody doesn't want to get a vaccine, they shouldn't be prevented from, you know, attending a sporting event. They shouldn't be prevented by from, you know, attending class, attending school, uh, the threat of being kicked out of the public school system if they weren't vaccinated, if they weren't masked, or being um, limited in the way that they participate in classrooms and stuff like that is just wrong from a from a public setting. As a business owner, you know, I'm sure you're going to use that in your campaign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> being a business owner. So what do you have to say to business owners about there about how you would represent them? So I, I think that when my biggest frustration throughout the COVID pandemic was the fact that even though we had conservative politicians representing us in the county, they weren't willing to step out in protecting the families, the youth, the businesses that are in Colorado. And so there's all these, you know, you can talk to me about that behind closed doors, but nobody was willing to make a public statement. Right. And, and I called out plenty of, of politicians and leaders in this county because they would tell you behind closed doors that they were protecting businesses or they weren't going to shut them down or they weren't going to prosecute them. But they would never make those statements in a public setting. And so we need to reiterate to our businesses that we have their back, that especially those that are in, you know, power, political power in some way, shape or form need to make statements that reassure the public. And El Paso County cannot be the last county that declares that, you know, we're a, uh, you know, that we're going to not follow the the red flag law in the state. We shouldn't have been one of the last. We should have been one of the first. We have, you know, cities and the, the counties locally. Many of them had... Uh, protections or at least made proclamations about the protections of businesses before Colorado Springs did, before El Paso County did. Um, and we should be a leader in that. I mean, this is one of still the most conservative counties in the country, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be the last one to act. So you'll be obviously, if you win, that you'll be legislating up on the state level, not at the county level. And, and presumably, unless there's a huge flip here, um, there will still be quite a minority for the Republicans up there. So what do you think can be affected? I know that you watch what those who are up there now, like Scott Bottoms and Ken DeGraff, uh, are doing up there. You know, What do you think can be accomplished from the Republican side if, if it doesn't flip into uh, closer numbers or even a majority? Well, I, I think it's done that um, we can't just be silent, right? Um, the nice thing about what Stephanie Luck, Ken DeGraff, Scott Bottoms is doing up there is the fact that they're making noise, right? The, the, the Republican voice is still being heard through them. And if they were not up there, the Republican voice would not be heard. It would not be, you know, visible at all. There's too much crossing the aisle and shaking hands, making deals. You know, you're seeing all of these, uh, politicians up there, you know, essentially taking Twitter selfies with uh, 
the Speaker of the House and everybody else is they're just completely bashing the entire conservative uh, ideals and traditional family values. And, you know, if if the other side is going to be so hardcore, hard set on attacking the values that my constituents believe, it is my job to fight back against them, not to sit quiet. And we have too many conservatives up there with the minority that we have that are too quiet. Okay. So you see yourself beefing up the the, the conservative side or more conservative side of the Republican Party up there. Oh, we're going to make some noise. Okay. We're going to make some noise. Okay. Well, you, you boldly proclaim your faith uh, as does Scott Bottoms. I mean, he's a pastor. <laughs> it's easy. Well, I won't say it's easy for him. It's still hard when I talk to Scott. But, but how is faith going to play into your campaign and into your um, representation of your constituency? So I have uh, full faith in God. I, I trust that uh, his will be done throughout all of this. Um, I'm super involved in, in my faith community, uh, super involved, you know, at my church with the youth. Uh, faith is a, is a large component of who I am as a person. Um, my identity is in Christ. And so my faith is, uh, is largely a part of my decision-making Um and protecting those churches that are out there that, you know, the government can't come in and just stomp the the values and the beliefs and their ability to operate and run services. And I think that's important. So, you know, from a perspective of, of my faith, um, yes, it goes into every decision that I make. Uh, it is my worldview. We all have worldviews. Uh, and my worldview is that of a Christian worldview. And so I'm going to make decisions that align with my worldview, um, which is also a, a vast majority of my constituency. Okay. You, you mentioned, and uh, I look back down at the list um, that we made but beforehand, I asked you before we came on the air, you know, what are some of the things that you want to cover here? And you did mention red flag laws, but we really didn't get into Second Amendment, which is a big thing in Colorado. So let's cover your position on that. Oh, it's it's really simple. I mean, there should be you know, no restrictions and the the ability to um, arm yourself, protect yourself, protect your families. Uh, I believe that we should be a constitutional carry state uh, with with no limitations. Okay, simple, simple. It doesn't it doesn't need to get any more complicated. <laughs> so no than concealed that. carry go over like Florida has done now is go to constitutional yeah. carry. At what age? <laughs> uh, that's that's a tough one. I think that there's a, a an interesting dynamic that exists in our laws today to where uh, we can't define what an adult is in this country. Um, and if we need to solve that problem first, like is an adult 18 or is it 21 or is it 25? Or, or, like, <laughs> or, or even saying 12 for certain things with the parental rights issue is they're deciding at 12 or 13 that, yes. that they can do that. Yes, you can change your gender at 12, but you can't get a tattoo until you're 18. Like. We, we've got or buy, we got or buy a gun till you're but, 21. But I do believe that we have um, we have youth that are going off to live on their own um, as adults, and they should be able to carry their own weapons. They should have a weapon in their house, or and going so, into the military, or going in the military. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do believe that 18 is the age in which uh, which um, adolescents or young adults should be able to purchase a weapon and okay. carry a weapon. Okay. So we're finishing up here. What else would you like to say to the the good people of your district, or really all of the the state? Because you would be re- you would be a legislator that would be making decisions for the whole state. 
you know, why is Jason Lupo in, in his heart? Why, why are you running? And what, what do you hope to accomplish? I, I'm hoping to bring uh, uh, another voice into this state legislature. And I do believe that we have way too many Republicans that even though we're in a minority have just been too quiet and we can't continue to exist in a, a political realm where the representatives that we have are quiet. And even though, yes, their bills are probably going to be shot down, they're probably not going to be made out of, you know, they're not going to make a past committee uh, even into a, a vote of the General Assembly. Um, it doesn't mean that you still don't have a voice. It doesn't mean that you can't move the needle. And it doesn't mean that you can't be heard. And I think for far too long, we've had representatives that are just afraid of the repercussions of their peers up at the state legislature. And the constituency hasn't held them accountable. And so I hope that if I win, that the entire state and my constituency holds me accountable to the fact that, you know, I ran on this platform, that I've come on this show to declare boldly, and that everybody should hold me accountable to the platform that I just gave you. Okay. Well, thank you, Jason. I just want to make clear this was not an endorsement. I don't live in your district. I can't vote for you. And I'm also the church voter guys guy, so I don't officially endorse anybody. But I'd invite you. I've known Jason for years, uh, and, and he's a sincere, faithful person. And I would invite you to get to know him and consider him among the candidates to see who you think can best represent your district and your state. So, Jason, congratulations on this announcement. And thank you for giving me the honor of uh, helping you do it. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Okay, and run a run a solid campaign. Will yeah. do. Okay, thank Will you. Will do. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. Thank you for joining us on Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. I want to thank Haim so much for uh, taking the hosting slot today um, and allowing me the opportunity to be interviewed on my own show. I think that's a unique opportunity that, uh, that I got to have. And so... I do find it uh, a fun and enjoyable experience, and I'm excited to enter into this new journey, into this new endeavor. Uh, This show will continue. We're going to continue to uh, keep producing new episodes. They'll continue to air. They'll continue to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And we are going to continue down this path, uh, looking at psychosocial development and also other uh, adolescent development theories over the next coming weeks that hopefully answer some of the cultural issues and the cultural questions of today. And so we're going to talk next week uh, about this idea of social constructs 
and innate in the fact that we can't have things both ways. And so it's going to be an interesting conversation on gender um, and also race, but identity as a whole and psychosocial development and adolescent development. So join us next week. Thank you for joining us on this show. This is Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 at The Word. Find out more at faithfamilyfit.org. See you next Saturday at 9 a.m. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.